Hello everybody. Welcome to Living Intentionally for God podcast. Thank you again for stopping by. My name is Motsurayo and today I'll be talking about what we discussed on day 17. On day 17, I'll be in in day 17. <laughs> we watched um a movie titled War Room. I'm sure most of us have watched it and we basically just did a discussion on it like the lessons we learned and we did it in terms of question and answer session like just as a form of revision so that whatever we must have learned while watching the movie to see if it really stuck and forgot to and you know, just see if it really stuck so that was what we did on day 17 or in day 17 what am i saying on i don't even know if they're both correct so basically i'm sure we all know what program this is it's JTSA program and we've been all about prayer helping us help God has been helping us to understand what prayer is all about and so this one was basically just watching this movie that really gave us a lot of insight about praying help us to see another dimension of praying and just like a continuation of what we talked about in day 16 where we talked about being a soldier of Christ and um, yeah so basically I hope that as you continue to listen God opens your eyes enlightens your heart speaks to you and I pray that indeed God really speaks through me and helps us get to what get what we want to get in name of help us helps us to get what he wants us to get in name of Jesus hallelujah so if you've not watched the movie please go and watch it I'm so sure that the questions that I even asked during the Q&A um discussion i'm sure i did not really even do justice i did not ask all the questions because really the movie had a lot of sides to it and there's really a lot or there are really a lot of things to learn from the movie so um just a real to do a quick summary about what the movie talked about it was about a lady whose marriage was really going down the drain was kind of becoming bad already because like the she and her husband were not communicating they were arguing in front of the children um, in front of their child and it was not just looking good and it was weighing down on them and so one time the woman went to her in one of our she was doing her work and i think the work involved her selling houses or i can't remember what they even call what they called the occupation it's a sales manager houseman i can't really remember so basically so she went to this old woman's house and the woman wanted to sell her house and the woman was just showing her different places in the house and she saw um one place where the woman the old woman used to write um memories like like a wall of remembrance of how god has been faithful so that anytime she looked back at that she remembered during especially during her time she remember how god has been faithful and she just helped her so and this old woman her husband died i think when she he was a bit like young not really young because her husband was a soldier so basically so when this young woman that was um, almost whose marriage was going down the drain saw this she said it like ah, i i i would love to have some of that right now like some encouragement right now and this just spoke to the old woman to see that Mm, i think this woman will need help and like this made the old woman to not tell the younger woman to be coming to her house for like to just to come to her house and all of that and then or rather she didn't she didn't say it at first it was later she said it but when the when the young woman came back to the house she asked the young woman oh do you like your coffee hot or cold 
the sharks to a young woman again do you do you consider yourself a hot or cold christian and the younger woman was like oh that's an in-between christian and then the old woman went to get coffee um she made coffee and she brought a look a, a neither a neither hot or cold um no cold coffee to her like a warm coffee sort of and the younger one was like ah, what do you like your coffee like this and she, the older one was like no i like mine hot and you know that drove a point to the woman like that is how god wants us and that just helped open the door for her to create a relationship have a relationship with the older man and helped um basically started or began the relationship of her pouring into her helping her understand how to fight the battles whatever battle she's fighting right now to fight it with the right weapons to fight it rightly basically helping us understand the real enemy so and it was really in it was a really nice movie because there, apart from that that was just the really main center of the movie but there are other things to learn from the movie so yes so now i'll just be talking i'll be seeing what how we discussed it on this day so who is our enemy our enemy what well, not people are not our enemies i remember when jesus was talking to peter and was like i rebuke you satan or get it behind you something like that when peter made a comment about that was like was like liking to saying he didn't want jesus to die and you see god jesus was like gets was talking to the satan in him so it's not like peter was the enemy it was like satan was operating at that point in in peter and that's how it is it, our enemies are not people is that demons are inside them satan devil is using them and that's how we need to fight our battles like knowing by knowing the real enemy knowing his vices and all of that then we are we at war yes we, from day 16 we already said that we're at war light and darkness and we are um we're a part of light until we become christian so and there's already war and there's even war within our flesh and our spirit and really before and before or during any battle there's always a strategy and what's our strategy our strategy is to always put on the arm of god our strategy is to always stand in god because we already know that the war between god and satan it has already been won i'm currently winning our battles the one that is happening right now by standing in god standing in the victorious side and how do we stand by putting on our armor by surrendering by getting out of our own way and surrendering to god and just standing in him so that he can do what only he can do can fight our battles for us so as children of god our weapons like i already said we've already been saying this we cannot get tired of Ephesians 6 Ephesians 6 10 to 18 says the the everything that our weapons you know where it says stand therefore having guarded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness above all taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to stand with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with your prayer and supplication in the spirit being being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so basically those are our weapons is that's the armor the armor is our weapon so and when we look at it like we said in the 16 it's just about guarding your heart about standing in god about surrendering to god about putting on christ when we look at all these things that make up the armor 
why is it important to see God with all of our heart and not be lukewarm Christians? We cannot be lukewarm Christians because if we are just lukewarm Christians, just like being lazy Christians, we will not be able to enter into the true reality of the privileges that we are meant to enter into, you know, the enjoyment, you know, the fellowshiping with Christ, the, the, the change that really life in you is truly meant to bring all round in all ramifications. You will not be able to enter that if you are just a lukewarm Christian, just like just asking, 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 and not not seeking God with your whole heart, not trying, not not seeking God to the point that you want to be transformed, you know, to actually be like Him, not seeing yourself as a Christian, not just for the privilege but your responsibility. You no, know, all this just trying, you will not see yourself as somebody that, you know, that God wants to walk through. You just see yourself as. I just want to be get, getting, getting. You know, see Jesus as a t- ticket to just get, get, get things. And really, you know, really, I don't know if you will truly be transformed by that. God wants us to be hot. And that's how it is. We shouldn't be lukewarm. It is like our revelation said, it is going to spit us out. If we are lukewarm, we have to be hot for him. So why is it important to remember the good things that have happened in our past? It's so important because it keeps us going, it drives us. And remember when bad things happen, just it helps you remember and you remember what God has done before. It just helps you to know that yes, if God can do this, if he um what he says he will do it. No, that's not the song, but whatever he did before, he will do it again and he will do it mightily. He's God, he's faithful. So it's good to remember what God has done in the past and it's good to have a strategy just like how the old woman had. She wrote she had a wall, a picture frame or something to just write these things down. So you can can have a book, you know, every all your testimonies just because when you're going through hard times, when tribulation trials come, you know, those things will help you to remember that God is, is still there. Because you are in a, in a bad situation, that doesn't mean that God has left you. God is still there and he will pull you through. So why we, when we fight our battles our own, what are we doing? We are getting in the way. We are, we, are not, we are not surrendering. And it's just going to end up being hazardous. Like we are just doing more harm. When, when the woman was fighting the battle her own way, you know, just fight and um, trying to fix her husband, you know, she was getting more mad. It was taking up the life in her. She was getting more mad. The joy, the peace, it was taking it away from her. When we pray, what are we doing? Like we said, well, let's when we pray. It's like we're letting the Holy Spirit go and brood, especially when we pray for people. It's like we're letting the Holy Spirit open the door for the Holy Spirit to go and brood and, you know, act as a seed and let life come out from whatever thing we're praying for but that aside how our prayer is like we are depending on god we are giving him we are telling him to take control we are telling him to just do all you can do is it wrong is it wrong is it wrong to argue or have a disagreement with our spouse with your spouse no you can but you shouldn't do this in front of your child because it's it will have long-term implications like your child to create images in your child is your child will feel like she she or he or she is not being heard your child never wants to spend time in the house because like oh my my parents are always fighting to make the child not even want to get married or you know impart that kind of character I think that is the normal and when the person when the child grows up gets married you know tries um starts to behave in this certain way that she or she saw his mom and dad behaving in so the point is that it's going to it's not going to speak well it's not going to have is going to create long-term implications in the child basically so you know you can argue but you can just do that in your go, go to your bedroom with your husband go and argue there and resolve it fast don't let it linger for too long just just there's nothing you don't need, it doesn't need to linger oh i don't like this i don't like this or oh, i don't disagree with this this is this 
and then you guys solve it basically the answers we got were like okay about the lukewarm well if one were lukewarm we can be easily tossed to and fro and that means we'll not be able to stand so that's why god, that's another reason why god doesn't want us to be to be lukewarm when you fight in front of your child it's like holds gives them memories and images of marriages puts it in their head and yeah it's not it's not nice basically because um it can also give a false it can give a misconception of how family should be and they can grow up behaving that way it make weakens them it makes them to push them it pushes them to seeking help from the wrong means because they want that love that acceptance that peace and they're not getting from home that's why some children from their that's why victims or culprits of um, people that engage in all these drug addictions i don't know if there is a large percentage of them that actually come from broken homes or homes that you know some one of the ch- one of the parents was this or that you know like in he was in the wrong path most likely you know maybe they come from this home and you know this just helps us to understand that some might even grow up thinking that marriage isn't a good thing or marriage needs to be violent violent and then especially for cases for violence in home so it's not good but the point is don't fight in front of the children because in this movie the got the child at the point was even crying i was like do you like the mother asked the child like don't you know that i love you and the child was like yeah little and the mother was like well, what do you mean by that and the child answered asking the mother questions like do you know this do you know this about me like and the mother was not getting the question and that was just a really a really emotional moment like that means the child did not even feel love and that love like children are the heritage of god it's a responsibility don't just you have you you want children it's a responsibility and you need that that is a special ministry on its own so you have to be intentional about how the atmosphere you create how you raise them and you know let the holy spirit walk through you basically so the next question is um is it um isn't it why is it important to have christian friends in our close circle because they speak life in you they 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 tell you they put you back in the right path um, they put you back in the right path okay they put you back in the right path when you are going the wrong way in the movie when the when the the friend of the man was noticing that something was wrong and you know the man talked to him and his friend talked to him like what are you doing i will not see i will not mind my business if your marriage is suffering or you know just trying to advise the the friend and you know that just helps us to understand yes you can have unbelievers might be part of your like they might be friends with you because god was jesus was friends with them i know he's who he rode with them was and there was a close circle and his close circle where people like that were kind of that were people that he wanted to relate to that he could relate with basically we can say it like that we can see it like that you know quote and unquote but so basically even yes you might have unbelievers as a friend but you're closer to this you know how you know have a christian somebody that is like-minded you know that is also in christ that can speak life to you that can encourage you in the in in the right way but it can be encouragement that you can get from the world that is the wrong way you know and that can be pleasant you might you might like that kind of encouragement but you know somebody that is in christ that is grounded that is like-minded you put you in the right path so it's important to have friends your close circle and the friend even mentioned something because one one when after this conversation with his friend the man the man the husband in this case was not like i'll see you in church and the friend was like i would like to see the church in you you know and that just helped me to understand that most of us we think church is a building and we don't know that the church begins from us i remember when i was watching um reading this particular verse in 
um, Genesis. I think Genesis 35. Let me let me try and remember. Genesis 35 says, And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garment. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. Genesis 35-3 You know, Jacob was saying they should put away their gods that because they are going to Bethel. And that's how it is most of the time with us. When it's time for church to go to the building, we think that, oh, okay, it's time to get serious let me put who is on the throne of my house take it away the person that has been on the throne of my house for the past six days and then the seventh day and i cannot say okay or the first day anytime you want to go to church you know you say okay this is time for me and god okay go away let me put him before him god and it's just funny because when we realize that we are the church we will not have to wait for a particular day to come before we start checking is there any foreign god in me you check every day like, is there anything that I'm harboring? Is there anything that is on the throne of my heart that is not of God? You know, because you are a temple of God. That's how Jesus did. Jesus did not have to wait till he got to the temple before he could set the examples for us. He was a, it was a walking and living temple of God. That's how all of us should be. We should not have to wait till we get to church before we start acting like the church. It should be our lifestyles. We should act like we are the temple of God. We should act like truly, truly our lives have been surrendered to God. So that's just one thing to learn. Um next question after um that is sorry let me scroll up to check okay do we deserve god's grace why do we judge people or not forgive people when they do wrong why is our first action not extending the same grace god extended to us to them how is it how can how can we make this our default setting like that is being graceful you know we don't deserve grace basically we don't and in the movie like what well, the old woman was trying to was trying to help her to forgive the man yes the man has hurt her but she needs to understand that she herself she does not deserve the grace that is being poured out on her by god so when she sees when she sees when she acts with this reality when she sees through this lens that she's being she's going to be able to forgive her husband and when she forgives it frees her to act in the way god will have her act act in a better way that you know it can even help our marriage basically but i'll get there so my point is we don't deserve god's grace and most of the time all of us we judge people when people do wrong to us we don't forgive them when they do wrong. you know we think that they don't deserve our grace but we need to see that we ourselves don't deserve god's grace. we don't deserve god's forgiveness you know and yet he extending this grace to us and so if we truly if you want to be like your father in heaven you should also not judge people you should forgive others and basically how do we do this by putting on an armor by putting on our armor and by just um feeding ourselves with the word of god and just seeing that if god can die for me and forgive me when i was still a sinner and while i was still a sinner then i can still forgive people really and just be and just by praying how i'm saying how can this become a default setting being graceful <clears throat> Praying, praying, praying that God indeed changes your heart and helps you to see true, to truly see people the way He sees them. To be graceful, to extend, um, to extend grace to others. So if we want to be victorious, we have to we have to first choose to surrender, surrender in God and how by putting on the armor. You know, so when we surrender, what happens? We get out of our way and we let God, we let God do what he wants to do. How do we surrender? Again, Ephesians 6, I put not the armor. When we surrender, we are standing 
on the winning side we are well how do we stand by putting on the armor i hope you understand so why is it good to have a special to have your special time going in a place where they are not distracting because it just helps you because this woman had a particular room we closed it that was our war room and she put the old woman she put a lot of bible verses and anytime she wanted to spend time because she went there and you know, i remember when we were talking about how do we pray and we talked about this how it is good to have a special place to have a particular set term and all of that it just helps your relationship the distraction and all of that so it's good to have that but most important it's good to have a special time because sometimes you know you might in the house now if somebody doesn't really have a lot of rooms you might not actually have a room to set apart to just spend time with god but still set out a particular time to spend with god and if you have a room yeah you can actually use that for just you and god it just keeps all the distractions and all of that why is it important to know the promises of god it's so important because when um you are going through things you know you can stand on the promises you can be reminded of the promises you know it helps you the promises it promise i remember this song that maverick city sang um the promises what's this um i'll still bless you i can't remember promises of god i can't really remember the word but it's a really nice song so and even man of your word and all these songs basically all songs that are gospel you know but and you know truly led by the spirit of god are really nice so if you listen to his promises word of man of your word by maverick city basically and look look at the lyrics i can't oh why did i forget this anyway so some how do we resist the devil resist the devil by not having any confidence in our flesh philippians 3 3 says for we are the circumcision we worship god in the spirits rejoice in christ jesus and have no confidence in the flesh we we resist the devil by having no confidence in in our flesh so you know how can we not have any confidence in our flesh by putting on the armor by meditating the praying always prayer is like when you pray it's like it's like when you see prayer as a life support like when you see your communication with god when you depend on god for your living yeah you're putting no confidence in your flesh by doing that and when we look at the armor of god it's like you're surrendering it's like you're seeing you're trying to build up your spirits in a, in a way that will help you to depend on god totally so that's how that's how to resist the devil by just having no confidence in your flesh and how by making sure you're in that place of daily communion with god so that in no way your 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 flesh is not awakened okay next question and something about um okay there was this question that was asked how can we open doors in our lives that can give the devil an opportunity to come to torment us you know true sin lack of a prayer life lack of word in your life like you don't know god's word you don't you don't pray and you're sinning you know and all these things they just open doors i remember how the man you know he almost committed adultery and how did this start from the bad marriage from the marriage going down the drain it was lingering too much then the fighting in the house then the wife was frustrating him then he collected the woman's number that was probably he was probably attracted to i don't know then he called the woman then he actually set out time to spend with the woman i know he almost committed out you see how these, how all these doors were just opening 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 for the devil to just come and just torture this man and almost make this man fall so really the bible says in ephesians let me check Efficient for 26 to 27 says be angry and do not sin don't let the sun go down your wrath on your wrath nor give place to the devil don't give any room don't open any door don't give him any foothold 
basically even anger if you let it linger too much you can be angry sometimes but don't let it linger don't says don't let the song go down so be angry but do not sing don't let it linger you know it can really don't put any don't open any door don't give any confidence to the flesh at all just refocus don't do that basically because you can fall it's open doors for devils to come and just come and torture you you know then most times um we sometimes we are angry with god i'll be let me, sorry let me read the question right it says um I put my faith in Jesus. Now I got you the cross. So I'm looking for the question. That's what I'm singing. My open firm foundation. Okay, so most times we fight God. Is it okay to fight God? Why? Why is it okay to fight God? Is it okay to be angry at God? Why? How does this show in our actions? When we begin to act that way, what can be the repercussion? So sometimes it's not okay to fight God, but you know, in a love relationship, sometimes you may have disagreements with the person. And things as we go further in Christ, like as you go deeper in God, like some things will happen and you're like, no, God, you know, you're angry with him and all of that. It might happen, but it's so important that you don't stay there because there are repercussions. If you stay angry, if you stay there fighting and be like, I'm fighting with God. It's your opening doors, your opening rooms, and the devil can just come and play with your mind, and you know, and it's and then you start that barrier starts to build, and then you see that you're not praying anymore because you're fighting with God, you're not communicating with Him, you're not reading the Word. I know that barrier just starts to build, 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 build until it becomes really bad. So God, you know, anytime we fight with our loved ones, you know, we say ah, we need space sometimes, but God doesn't want us to have that space. He, if we are fighting with Him, fight inside. As in, if you're hurting, hurt in Him because if you start hurting outside him you don't want him involved in your hurting you will go and find or seek help in somewhere else that is not good that will make you worse off so even if you're hurting if you're angry be angry inside stay inside keep on doing become keep on reading the word keep on praying you know and it's going to help you comfort you through that and you know help you to see the bigger picture you know basically don't just don't stay angry you know, yes, it's a love relationship. You might be angry sometimes, but don't stay there. Even in your normal relationship, your normal love relationships in life, you don't want to stay angry because it will do harm to that relationship. So how can, what can we do instead of fighting God? What can we do when we see ourselves tilted to the place of fighting God? Just refocus. Don't stay there. Don't fight. Just even see how you're fighting. Instead of fighting, just pour out your heart. Tell him you don't like this. Tell him you don't like that. Don't say, I'm fighting, I'm going. In his space, no, tell him you don't like this. He's ready to listen. Tell him, tell him, be sincere. Be sincere every time you see how David was so sincere, always pouring out his heart to God. So sincere, okay, God. Even though I don't know if he falls with God, but you know, my enemies do this. He was always pouring out basically. So if you're hurting, pour it out to God. Don't don't become angry. And if you see yourself still tuning to the place of fighting God, just refocus. Tell somebody to pray for you or something. You know, go and tell somebody about it. Tell God, tell somebody. When people understand. Okay, next is the success of the five seconds prayer the old woman prayed when the robber tried to rob them was a withdrawal from where. Basically, the at a point in the one of the scenes, the old woman, a, a robber, somebody wanted to come and steal from them, and then he brought out the knife, and the old woman was like, "I will not something something. I will not give you the name of Jesus something and or get out or something." I can't remember. And the robber actually left, and that was like a five seconds prayer. And the, my point is like, where that five, that the success, the success. Why the answer? How the answer of that five seconds prayer? Where like the five seconds prayer, the success of it, which was 
shown evidence by the success that is the robber actually putting down his knife and i think actually ran away or something like that where did the success come from because she has been spending quality time with god she has been spending time with god that five seconds prayer was not that that's not a normal she has not just five seconds prayer that she does every day she has been spending she has actually a prayer bank quality time with god that gave her the confidence that even if, if something happened and she just says okay god do, 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 do this then there will be an answer straight away so she had a prayer bank the quality time the long periods the special time she set the time with god the the time that quality beautiful time yes it might not be long but it, she was consistent with those the quality times and she was actually get that time was actually real quality because truly she was communicating with god and you know that was so that five seconds prayer was as a withdrawal from that and really if you want to and like i said before if you want to build a relationship with somebody you have to spend time a lot of time so time counts if truly you want to build a relationship so 10 minutes prayer in 10, 10 minutes in prayer might feel like eternity at first but as you continue you, you feel like you don't want to leave that's what happened to the young woman when the old woman started teaching her all these things and all of that at first 10 minutes was like what <laughs> she like i thought i was already praying one hour but you know she continued doing as she continued as she has as she did these um prayers you know she didn't want to leave she she didn't want to leave praying so what confuses the enemy how can you confuse the enemy i think one thing that confuses the enemy is when we um when we let the holy spirit when we bear the fruit of the spirit because when we bear these fruits they are like even when things are saying we should not bear these fruits we are still acting in this fruit when the situation is like saying don't be you're not meant to be peaceful when there's war everywhere bad things are happening but you still have peace when things are happening that you're not meant to be joyful but you still have joy in your heart when you know when love somebody is hurting your other but you're still showing love that is it confuses the enemy and how can how, how can we do by putting on the armor like we said in day six when we talk about being so to put on when you put on the armor then you bear the fruit of the spirit and you know we are praising god when every all the situations are saying you should not praise god but you are still praising god you know how do, how do we come to this by putting on the armor and these things really confuse the enemy really because when we even look at it when um the woman the woman started praying all of that and she started exhibiting the fruit of the spirit she started acting from love she was not she was not hurting again she might be hurting but she might have been hurting but it was not really showing she was really just her mind, her mind was really just off whatever thing that was happening in her marriage and she was acting with much joy it's a place she was acting from a place of freedom it was confusing her husband and you know and that even tilted or made her husband to start wondering what is actually happening to this man and might and that might have even opened the door that even made him to become broken at the point and finally seek the lord you know and finally get to the place of seeking love confessing his sins and knowing that he needs to be a better person um so next question is mm, is forgiveness for you or the culprit what does forgiveness do to you forgiveness is mainly for you and it frees you when the woman forgave him when the woman when the old woman was telling the younger woman about how she doesn't deserve grace and yet god is graceful towards i know that was freeing her it was freeing her and as she was praying and all of that it was freeing her helping her mind to be free you know that's that the forgiveness you know just tightens your heart and it was squeezing her peace it was squeezing her living it was sucking from her and that's how that's what unforgiveness does so that's why it's so important that we are so quick to forgive because it's our for our own good 
I will not even be surprised if forgiveness is related to a lot of high blood pressures and hypertension and all of that. I will not be surprised even though I have not looked at it. But really, it's so important to forgive. Forgive people and just let it go. Be fast. Let it go. You know, and as a child of God, uh, you have a heart. You have a heart where the heart where Christ is in. And you know, a heart that is being transformed by God daily. A good heart, basically. That a heart that is on the journey of being a perfect heart at the end of the day. You need to... Don't let unforgiveness dwell there let it free you i mean let it just go don't stay there don't stay there when you pray for someone's heart what what happens basically it's like yeah like i said at the beginning it's like yeah opening the door for the list is just go and brooding when the woman was praying at the which the, the first scene of her praying and the, the the man at that point was about to commit adultery and you see that he was not at the point he was not comfortable or something and i just that that helped me to understand like how sometimes when we pray for people is like they hope are opening the door for the to just go and brood and do what only him can do you know and he could not even go ahead with that dinner that he was having without that woman so basically when we pray for people when we pray for about certain things we're letting the Holy Spirit go and brood go and you know just do what only him can do go and give life go and give freedom go and give sight go and cut the veil divide the veil so, so the person can see clearly because that's how it just looked like when the woman was praying like the veil was being cut and the man was able to was starting to be able to see was not comfortable and things like that you know when you let god fight your battles by just standing in him by surrendering to him he knows how to fight he knows how to fight basically we need we see that in one of the scenes how the man i think he just lost his job at or at, the, um, at that point and he had a dream of how somebody was about to attack his wife and when he got there the person that was about to attack his wife was actually him and i think that even broke him the more or helped him to be broken at so my point is when we leave the battle to god he knows how to fight stop fighting by yourself leave it to god mm? so when where do we get our joy peace or acceptance from why is it important that we get it from this place of person we get it from jesus christ and it's important we get it from this place because if we just depend if we leave it to what is happening around us it will be too fickle it's not be constant it's to it's to deteriorate us because then we're looking for good but wait for good things to happen first before we are joyful peaceful it's not good and it can really affect us spiritually and mentally and physically it can really affect us so that's why it's good Peace is a person. Joy is a focus. We keep on focusing on God. We, our identity is in God. Basically, we don't. You don't get your joy or peace from your marriage. You don't get your joy or peace from somebody else. You don't get it from a human being. It is from Jesus Christ. It's from God. That's the person. That's where your identity is. Can your friend be someone of any? Who is your? Who is a friend? A person that you trust. Basically, somebody that you can relate with. Somebody that has a lot of that can that that pours into you. Point to them. You pull. You know, it's a good relationship, a healthy relationship. Your friend is someone that you trust. Basically, can your friend be someone of any age group? Yes, because when we see the old woman became the younger woman's friend, and the most important thing I feel in friendship is love. Because the when when love is the center when we see love when we truly love in in places of in friendships every other thing comes springs forth trust comes forth transparency comes forth honesty you know endurance forgiveness easily springs forth so i feel like love is really important in friendship so why does it what does it mean to invest in people and why is it important to invest people when we when we watch this movie we see how the old woman when at the, the last time she went to visit the grave of her husband she was like she wanted god to help her to um fight help her to 
to she wanted God to teach to bring somebody to her that she could teach everything everything God had taught her about fighting the battle fighting her battles rightly or something and God brought the younger woman to her and she was so happy that she got to invest in in some in her and she was telling the younger woman that oh please go and invest in somebody else you know what is the generation we're trying to build here don't so my point is it's so important to invest in people your work with God is not only about you. The more you invest, the more you hunger for more, the more you want more, the more you get filled. You know, it makes you to seek God the more. The more you, you know, and you are truly strengthening the body of Christ. You don't know when you yourself you'll be down. It is probably what you 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 invested in somebody else that they will now come and remind you of. So really our work with God is not solitary. It's not in solitude, like it's not just about you and God alone, it's about you, God, and others. It says, Love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So, it's God, you, others. It's even God, others, you. I don't even know, but I find this so others are involved, basically. So, when we put on the armor, does the Holy Spirit do some things in our life individually that will help us effectively partner with Him to bring answers to us to some prayers? What can this or what can that be? Basically, I really feel when the woman started praying and all of that. You know, she has so when she started putting on the amount that surrender, when she actually surrendered all of that, she started to exhibit the fruit of the spirit, and this also helped her to partner with the Holy Spirit in what he was going to do in the life of her husband. You know, the whole acting from love, being kind, you know, having joy. It was confusing her husband basically, and it was confusing her husband basically, and this. I think also speeding the his pathway to brokenness because he was he started wondering and all that. That's how it is sometimes when we pray. You know, the Holy Spirit maybe are praying for something, maybe a particular job and a particular, and you are going for a job interview and you are just praying and you are leaving it in God's hands and you've done your part, you prepared for whatever thing you need to you need to say. And you know, the Holy Spirit just manifests a particular fruit during the interview, maybe the gent a gentleness or you know just answer something with so much love or i don't really know you know and to just see how you are so peaceful even uh, other clients have just been really other people that interviewed have just been really you know so scared and you just come with peace i know that is the holy spirit partnering with you doing something in your life helping you to partner with him to get a, to open the door that will open that will help you to get that job you know if you did not surrender to god and all of that put on put if you didn't put on the armor you wouldn't have been so calm and all of that and you'd have been anxious and then this might not make the employers to look away look like okay who is this person and you know that kind of so my point i just wanted to just reiterate that really it's so important to just put on the armor he helps you he helps you yourself and it also um opens the door to let you let god be god in whatever situation you are involved in so how and why does god break us i think just let's listen to that sermon of god break me by pastor craig or the discussion that we did on it the podcast really we really talked about it and um god breaks us through many means in this case the man was broken <laughs> like the way the woman was acting and um, him losing the job like you just really broke him and he breaks us because he's trying to put us in the right path god breaks us because he's trying to put us in the right path he's trying to help us see clearly he's trying to help us see what matters and in this case that was what actually happened the man would finally see and all of that and just helped the marriage and you know it helped his heart to be turned back to God. You know, it helped him to even go and apologize to his child, the child that he has been neglecting. He did not know much about his child. I know it helped him really. 
and that's why so god will not break us for nothing that's why it's so important to tell god to break you because we need to be broken of just depending on ourselves depending on ourselves depending on i can do life alone and we need to just depend on god and when you depend on god you're you're breaking because it's like the flesh doesn't want to depend on god but when you say i want to depend on god they are breaking your flesh and there will be a breaking moment Hmm, I just pray that makes sense. I won't pray it makes sense in my own head. So why do people last last question? Why do people shout or why do people when why do people shout why do, when they are praying? I mean, because at the point in the first scene of her praying, we see how the woman she was praying calmly. The later started shouting, and that I think is from a place of emotion. When I put this question there is because I read, I don't want it that when we see people shouting, while laughing at them. Yes, some people are hypocrites, but some people just from a place of emotion. Some people laugh when they are praying, when it gets intense. Some people cry. It's a place. It's from a place of emotion. And I think one of the things we learned when we're talking about how do we pray, we learned about how sometimes our spirits touches god it connects so deeply with god and when we it's like when we touch a a wire or a power source there's no how there will be evidence you know in your action so some maybe your spirit just connected so deeply at that point and it just if it's just the evidence is just that you are you just are shouting and you know and all of that so it's not it's not a bad thing to shout when you're praying especially when it's from a place of emotion but and sometimes it's maybe some people shout in prayer maybe because of where they grew up in maybe the church they grew they grew up in and you know that maybe those churches they, that's how they do it but I, I think it becomes a problem when yeah you when you want when you are maybe in a particular place maybe a restaurant or yeah in a bus or something and maybe because they're so used to shouting when you're praying they start to shout there i don't know if god you know even god says that we should go to a simple place and go and pray I don't think if God, I don't know if God will like that, and number two, might be distracting people or something like that. But when it's you and God, you can shout. When is it? When is the church setting? I think, <laughs> and everybody shouting. I think you can shout, especially when it is when with your emotions. When probably you cannot actually control it, uh, you know. And but still, there's still a place of telling God to help us to control this thing so that we don't make people distracted people that are trying to connect but you know i just pray that god holy spirit to just lead us you know that's why we need the holy spirit to just teach us things basically and we depend on him basically so i pray that i hope through this we've been able to learn things from the movie there's still more to learn somebody even put something of how um um she learned something about when the, the woman always had smelling food feet because like she, i don't know i don't know why she her feet were always smelling but somebody learned something from that saying that because at the end at the at the end of the movie the husband because the woman at the, at the particular beginning the husband was like what do you want from me and the woman was like oh i just want this is this he said a particular dessert i said oh i just want someone to rub my legs or something like that and at the end of the movie that's what the man did gave her a particular dessert and then rubbed her legs and somebody learned from or just clean that foot or something i can't remember somebody learned that some of us we have particular bad habits and when that habit is treated with love like we're able to overcome like some of us we have we have bad habits but when we are corrected when people are treated with care it's not as if they are not they are not they, they, they are trying to um treat that habit though like maybe i'm i'm i'm, I'm always rude somebody coming to me and just yeah always rude this is this this is this like it's my not i might not actually go and sit down to not think or might actually rude like it's my just maybe even heighten it because i may not become defensive and all of that and so if we treat it with love i remember this 
scenario that Pastor Craig gave about how people used to say it was crude in his sermon. And, you know, I think that means like just saying words and I mean, still something like that or being too just away. I'm not, I'm not really sure. And people were coming to him, telling him and, you know, it didn't really change until somebody now came and said, oh, I think you're crude in your sermon. And I think you just pray about it. Maybe if God shows you that you are this, then maybe you should change. But if God doesn't say that I could then or something like that and he did that and I see that as somebody just correcting with love so the, this man in the movie cleaned he helped he rubbed her foot and you know I think that might have just that might have been the beginning of her actually trying to make conscious efforts so that her foot will stop smelling basically I think so you know that's how some of us we have these habits that if they are cared for with love not not you no know, of those some people some habit needs to be converted straight up but there's some if not most that is just we love even when they're converted straight up that doesn't mean it's not from love and eh? so my but the whole point i'm not trying to say is that there are some habits that is love that really and gentleness and care that really help people to overcome it so i hope we've been able to learn thank you so much for every for um listening if you've not watched the movie and watch it thank you for listening we love you guys let's just pray father we thank you thank you for what you've taught us about having a war room thank you for the strategy of just surrendering thank you because indeed we fight from victory we our battles have been won as far as we're in you thank you because we are forever victorious we love you so much father thank you for everything help us to truly live a life of prayer be houses of prayer thank you lord for everything help us to truly be your church for in, and act as a church for in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah so if you have any questions feel free to message message us on any of our social media platforms or message um us if you know anybody on the team individually come send a message thank you so much for listening thank you for stopping by we really appreciate you guys thank you for the privilege to minister thank you for we thank god for the privilege to minister and thank you for giving us ears <laughs> you know and holy spirit we just pray that the holy spirit just brood and truly truly let there be fruit from these teachings thank you thank you all bye bye